Moi, wonk more. Welcome to the Holy Healthy Mama podcast. I'm Kristen Noriega, your host, a registered dietitian, nutritionist, and fellow Christian mom. I provide moms with practical, uncomplicated solutions so you can feed yourself and your family with confidence and lean into an active lifestyle. I'm on a mission to make health the standard, and I believe it starts in the family with mom at the core. So whether you're filled with holy guacamole, the Holy Spirit, or have no idea what either of those are, I've got you covered, friend. Thanks for listening. Hey there, friends. We are here in part four of four in our Mother's Day month. This is awesome. I hope you've been enjoying some of these tips and just discussions and hacks for how you can better feed and nourish your little ones, the ones who made you mama, right? It's important. Of course, we worry about our own health as moms, but we also constantly worry whether or not we're doing right by our kiddos. So, Today, we are looking at weaning specifically. Last week, we talked about how I had to fight through various struggles with breastfeeding and pumping and going back to work and how I I just made it through that. So that was a huge fight. So on the other end of that is weaning. And the first baby I breastfed when I got to the weaning stage it knocked me off my feet. I was just a wreck. And I'll let you hear more about that in the interview. I want to encourage you to head to my website and click the Mama Resources tab so you can access your two free eBooks that are there. And then you can also dabble in the meal plans that I have available. You can access two free meal plans They are a trial for just three days. You get to look at the platform that I use in my tribe. And when you first pull it up, it's kind of like, dang, this is a lot of information. Holy moly. But the cool thing is when you work with me and we work in the tribe, you get to know how to use the meal plan to suit your needs really well. So you can really dive into the search function and figure out how to make it work for your lifestyle. So make sure you check out the Mama resources available on my website. Now, let's get to this interview with Allegra. She is a registered dietitian and lactation consultant. She posted something on Instagram about weaning and how emotional and hard and difficult it was. And she was speaking right to me. And I contacted her and I said, thank you for bringing some awareness to this problem. And by the way, you want to be on my podcast? Hey, so here she is today. Here's her bio. Allegra Gast is a registered dietitian, international board certified lactation consultant, postpartum doula, military spouse, child of God, and mom. She runs a virtual and in-person practice called Aloha Nutrition, which she started when her husband was stationed in Hawaii with the Air Force. She has been helping mothers with their nutrition and breastfeeding journey for five years, but just last year had her first baby. Allegra has a huge passion for helping mothers and babies with their health. 
She believes education and support is so important for helping a mom meet her goals, and that's what she strives to do for her clients. Allegra loves being outdoors, being with friends and family, and serving the Lord with her work. So thank you for being here, Allegra. How's it going? Thank you so much. It's going great. Thank you for having me. Excellent. And friends, we are recording this in the middle of the pandemic. This is happening right now. So if we bring up topics that we feel we need to address regarding, you know, how life is with the pandemic going on, we're just going to do it because, you know, as dietitians and Allegra being a lactation consultant, there's some really relevant things. So sound good, Allegra? Yeah, yeah, I know. It's a crazy time. Okay, so did your bio cover everything or is there anything else you want to share? Yeah, no, I love what I do. I love helping moms, especially going through it firsthand just last year. Um, I've really learned a lot. You know, you learn the textbook information and then I learned so much just from my clients, but then to finally get the experience at firsthand, I feel like it just took my practice to a whole other level and how I can help moms. So um yeah it's been a great journey though I love it right I don't know if it was this way for you it sounds like it but I read everything about breastfeeding I was educated on it in school we did all these practical things I worked at WIC I taught a couple of the breastfeeding classes like as a student and then when I actually started breastfeeding it was like holy cow what is going on this is you can't even explain it (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I remember telling my husband, like, wow, this really is work. Like, I would always tell my clients, my moms, like, breastfeeding is really hard. It's a lot of work. There's a huge learning curve. But once you get it, it gets better. And then going through it firsthand, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, yeah, this is a lot of work. Like, cluster feeding, just the feeling like I just fed you and now you're hungry again. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> and and you can tell everybody, oh, it's normal. It's normal. It's hard. Mm-hmm. But when your baby is cluster feeding, when your baby is hungry and you feel like you have no milk left, when there's all these things, yeah, it's so different. And you know what? I'm going to be, I'll be honest. I had to, so I'm on my third, I'm breastfeeding my third child. And when she was born, I had forgotten everything. And I had to have a lactation consultant come to my house when she was about three days old because her latch was bad. And I was all like, just out of it and she was like you know remember these steps one two three and I'm like thank you (laughs) (laughs) yeah and every baby is so different I've helped moms with their fifth baby like they had everything down they knew how to breastfeed and then their fifth baby came along and it was just totally different experience so they keep you on your toes that's for sure yeah No kidding. So I was hoping we could talk about weaning because this is something that, you know, you don't hear about it very often. And it was a huge problem for me. It was a really bad time emotionally for me, mentally for me, and in my marriage. I'm just going to (laughs) be straight. It was really hard. And I'm kind of an emotional person anyway, but when my first baby, we started to wean him, he was about, or yeah, he was 15 months or so. And I had made my goals. I had done it. I had, you know, overcome all these obstacles and we got to the end and that 
we just kind of needed to be done. He was down to like one feeding or so. And then uh-huh. we finally got him to, I got him to stop. And it was right at the same time that my husband got home from a deployment or a couple months after he got home from a deployment. Uh-huh. So all these changes uh-huh. happened. And then I swear something switched and I went from being like sweet mom who was breastfeeding to like wacko. Is that normal? So with breastfeeding, you have the different hormones that make you feel good. So oxytocin is that love hormone. It makes you feel good, relaxed, happy. And then prolactin, which is the milk producing hormone, helps you feel calm. So this is why we encourage moms to breastfeed because there's that relaxing component. There's that bond with your baby. So when you start weaning, that prolactin decreases and that oxytocin decreases, which can leave moms a little more irritable, a little more anxious. It can cause headaches even. It can cause um, actual depression, so postnatal depression. Um, So there's a lot of negative components that can happen during that weaning process, and moms don't really know about that. So I think it's important that we talk about it because we need to you know, kind of educate moms, give them a heads up, especially moms who want to quickly wean. Um, You know, we want to encourage that slow, gradual weaning process just to avoid that big hormonal shift. Okay. So when you're breastfeeding, you have all these happy hormones. And once you start Mm -hmm. weaning, your happy hormones start to go away and then you just become a normal person again, right? Once you're done, (laughs) normal, whatever, blah person. Yeah. (laughs) You go back to your uh, pre-pregnancy hormonal state. So your estrogen then also increases and your progesterone increases too, back to your pre-pregnancy state. So yeah, hopefully the hope is you go back to your normal self, but that's not always the case. <laughs> okay, so let's back it up just a second. So I kind of ju- dove in with all the emotional aspect of it, but weaning is when you're trying to, you are trying to stop breastfeeding or your baby is self yeah. stopping himself, right? So yeah. when does this happen? How does it happen? Let's just talk at the basic level here. Yeah. So weaning is when a baby weans from the breast. It can typically be initiated by mom, usually around one or two years of age, because that's what society encourages is one or two years of age. Um, And it's very rare that a baby will initiate weaning. So sometimes a baby will go through periods of nursing strikes, or maybe they seem a little more interested in food. And so moms take that into Um, they consider that weaning. But if mom continues to offer the breast, babies have actually been shown to go up to three to seven years old, which sounds pretty crazy. Um, There's a woman, Catherine Detweiler, she's an anthropologist and a researcher and has done a lot of research around the world. And she saw that if babies are allowed to self-wean, most children will stop breastfeeding between three and four years old. So, you know, this is when moms don't distract babies or don't postpone feedings. They just let baby lead. Um, So I thought that was pretty fascinating, especially since in our culture, moms are usually weaning around one years of age. Mm -hmm. Fascinating and completely opposite of our current (laughs) culture, modern times, right? Yeah. And I will add that 
when moms start to get, and I see this a lot as a dietitian because I do baby led weaning workshops, um, moms will tell me that once they start introducing solid foods around six months, their babies seem a little more interested in solids and they start weaning from the breast. And this is actually not good because breast milk needs to be their primary source of nutrition that first year. So if you feel like your baby is eating a lot more solids and refusing the breast, then you actually want to cut back on how often you're giving the solid foods and make breast milk still the primary source of their nutrition. So, so that's the saying of like milk first, milk before food. Uh -huh. There's a catchier way to say it, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah, exactly. So always make sure milk is first, breast milk or formula, whatever, before yeah. foods for the first entire year. Yeah, you really want that to be the primary source. And then once they turn one years old, then food becomes the primary source of their nutrition. And you can continue breast, breastfeeding more as to supplement their diet. Okay. All right. Yeah. Now we have the basic level. We have the physiological level. Now let's jump back to the emotional level. You talked about the hormonal shifts. Mm -hmm. What are there any actual diagnoses associated with it, with the emotional turmoil of weaning, with that hormonal shift? Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of moms might consider it postpartum depression just coming at a later point, um, but it actually is post-weaning depression. Um, I don't think a lot of moms know about it or talk a lot about it, but I've heard from a couple therapists, mental health therapists, that have helped a lot of moms in that post-weaning stage when they're feeling a lot more anxious about things. And, you know, depression is multifactorial. It could be because of so many things, you know, like you mentioned your husband coming back from deployment. Um, there could be stress from family members trying to wean. There can be, you know, just societal pressures. Maybe you're returning to work after a year and you have that pressure to wean off the breast. So, you know, it could be so many other things. And then it's just all of a sudden it's happening all at once that can lead to that postpartum depression. Um, you know, after a year, babies are starting to get feisty. And, you know, I'm going through this right now with my 14 month old. She is screaming, throwing tantrums, and, you know, she wants the breast all the time now. And I'm like, girlfriend, <laughs> calm down. Like, no, like, I don't want to wean, but I, you know, she wants it all the time. And, um, so I think there, there is some depression. There's, I don't know if there's a quote unquote official diagnosis, but it's definitely a lot of mental health therapists have seen it. They call it post weaning depression. So I'm not alone in what I've experienced and any listeners who are experiencing this or have experienced this, they're not alone either. It's a real thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I made a post on my Instagram and afterwards a lot of moms were like, oh my gosh, that explains so much. Like I was really irritable. I was really anxious about things and I never thought that it was because I was weaning, but it makes so much sense, you know? Yeah. So it's hard. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have that baby and you're the, it's entire world. And then all of a sudden <laughs> something shifts and you got to deal with it. So yeah. What, if someone was considering weaning, what strategies mm -hmm. or action plans or tangible advice do you have? 
Yeah. So if baby is over one years old and you want to start weaning for whatever reason you have, you want to do it slowly. So not only do you want to do it slowly to help combat the emotional aspect due to the hormonal shift, but you also want to prevent engorgement or clogged ducts. So since milk production is all based off supply and demand, you want to slowly cut back how often how often your milk is being removed. So if you're exclusively pumping or pumping the majority of your milk removal sessions, you wanna cut back on the time that you're pumping. So say you're pumping for 10 to 15 minutes, maybe go 10 minutes and then do that for about one to two days and then maybe eight minutes and then just slowly cut back your time. Um, if you're weaning from the breast, some tips are to not offer the breast, but also don't refuse the breast. So because you don't want to ruin that bond with your baby or make your baby fuss even more, you know, especially because they don't understand what's going on. They just think that you're pushing them away and they don't know the concept of weaning. They're just like, I want the boob, mom. <laughs> Give it to me. <laughs> don't offer, but also don't refuse. Um, one that I really like is the distraction. So if they say, or if they tug at your shirt, wanting to nurse, say, okay, let's do this first. And then mommy give you the booby or whatever nickname you want, you call your boob. <laughs> um, you can also cut their time at the breast and quickly distract them. So if they're at the breast and you say, oh, look, look, let's go outside. So you cut their time at the breast um, and basically just do it slowly. If you mostly breastfeed at nap times or at bedtime, maybe have someone else do it. Um, I know a lot of moms when they're trying to wean, they'll go on a weekend trip and have a family member put their babies to sleep and take care of them. Um, I also would not recommend weaning during an already stressful time because there are a lot of changes going on and just weaning can be an additional stress. I also would not recommend weaning during flu season or right now we have the coronavirus pandemic going around. So you really want to give your baby all the antibodies um, that you can at this time. Let's but those are the that. What are these antibodies? Why, what are you giving to your kid? How is this protective of them at all? Yeah, yeah. So breast milk is filled with live organisms and immunoglobulins, you know, those um, antibodies. It also has secretory IgA, which basically covers their entire digestive tract from their nose all the way down that protects babies from infections and viruses and things just in our, um, in our world. Um, breast milk also has, it's called human oligosaccharides. So it's basically like, um, prebiotics. So probiotics are the live organisms in our gut, which breast milk also has. And then it also has the oligosaccharides, which feeds these live organisms in our gut. So it really strengthens baby's, um, microbiome, which is the good bacteria in their gut, which helps prevent them from from getting sick. So you really want to continue breastfeeding during these times of sicknesses or like the coronavirus to protect them, to give them those additional immune boosting properties. So you can't really boost your immune system unless you're vaccinating or giving breast milk. So breast milk is considered the first vaccination. Awesome. Um, yeah. Thank you for explaining that for a second here. Appreciate that. Yeah. I hope that was helpful for 
people to understand. And just to be clear, Allegra, this, we had this brief discussion before. We I asked Allegra to come on to talk about weaning because I had seen a post she had about um, how, how it's really emotional. And that spoke to my heart. And I said, Allegra, I really want you to talk about this, even though we're like, you're a breastfeeding consultant and you know you want to advocate that people do breastfeed for a long time until the kids are seven years old but I know <laughs> <laughs> but the weaning part spoke to me but Allegra said you know is this I I can't advocate that anybody wean during this tumultuous time in the world during the coronavirus pandemic for the stress factor for the illness factor for both of these things so to clarify Allegra doesn't she's not advocating for that at all right now she's saying the opposite mm -hmm. keep breastfeeding yeah yeah it's crazy in this world right now <laughs> yeah I've heard a lot of moms even tell me that they regret weaning. Like if only they knew that this was going to be happening, they wouldn't have weaned. And I'm like, you can't be upset with yourself. No one saw this coming. You know, no one knew that this was going to take such a toll on us and affect us this much. And yeah. yeah, don't make that guilt an additional stress. And, you know, as moms, we have enough mom guilt and it's not good. It's not good for our mental health. So if you weaned already or if you weaned before flu season and your baby got sick, like don't get upset with yourself. You don't know. Right. There's, a, there's a million ways to be a really good mom. Breastfeeding is cool. That's great. You're being a great mom if you're going to breastfeed your child. But there's also a million other ways to do mm -hmm. right by your kid, to do to take care of them. And absolutely, I love that. So thank you for saying that. If you have weaned recently or whatever, and your kid's sick, like don't beat yourself up. You're doing yeah. the best you can. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, yeah. so what's one thing you would want listeners to take home, start doing today? What's your take-home advice? Yeah, uh, I would definitely say, you know, breastfeeding is an emotional journey, and no matter what your reason is for weaning, be kind to yourself and give yourself time, and know that it is your breastfeeding journey, not your friends, not your mom, not your neighbor. So if someone is giving you flack for breastfeeding longer than they think is normal, don't listen to them. You know, this is your journey between you and your baby. So, you know, either way, wean when you and your baby are mutually ready. So I think that's, and, you know, of course, kind of talking again with that mom guilt, don't feel guilty, you know, be yeah. kind to yourself. <laughs> kind to yourself. That's, there we go. Awesome. <laughs> Okay, Andrea, I appreciate the information and I thank you for your time. And where can listeners find you? What's yeah. Your and handle and all that. Yeah, so my website is uh, www.aloha-nutrition.com. Um, I'm really active on Instagram, so that's aloha.nutrition. So I started my private practice in Hawaii and I just kept the name Aloha even though I don't live there anymore, sadly. <laughs> Do you miss it yeah. terribly? Oh my gosh, I miss it every day. Yes. <laughs> I just keep praying that we get stationed in Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, I hope you do. It's, it's definitely a magical place. I love it. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, thanks, Allegra. 
Alright, thanks for listening to Holy Healthy Mama. If you loved the show, please leave me a five-star review. It will help with the show's visibility, initial and long-term success, and it will make my heart happy. Alright, friends. Love your babies, say your prayers, and eat your greens.